Hey, you're listening to the Prime Culture Podcast. This Prime Culture is for the dreamers, the schemers, and the believers. We're here to introduce a whole new generation to the abundant life. We're here for the prime of our lives. That's what I had. Hey, what's up? We're back on. We're back that on pod life. We're back on the pod, everybody. Why am I so loud? I'm talking like I'm yelling, man. I'm you're, sorry. You're talking like you're about to go into like a ministry moment. <laughs> <laughs> Felipe and I are trying to figure out if we're going to respond or not. <laughs> I, I live my life in ministry ministry moments, fam. Hey, welcome back. Welcome wow. back. Welcome back. We are episode five, season nine of the Prime Culture Podcast, and we are gathering with our favorite people. Favorite people. Favorite people. My people. Prime people. Prime people. Man, I love y'all. Hey, tell me something good, Felipe. Ooh. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we just, we just, I don't know when this is coming up, but we dropped a new single. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, we're recording, as of today, we're recording a live record in uh, 18 days. 18 days, man. Praise yeah. God. So, are you counting every minute, every hour, every second, every, every millisecond? Hour. Literally, every when minute. I think about it, I mean, every sec. I feel like my soul leaves my body every time I think about it. We it's both terrifying you. and exciting. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If well, I think about know, it too much, what, you get a, what a beautiful opportunity to rely on Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, bro, I don't need Jesus. I need an assistant. That's what I need right now. <laughs> oh, hey, this is a great uh, segue. If you want to apply to be Philippe's assistant, go ahead. <laughs> um, this. Apply There's a link internship, <laughs> somewhere. Internship at abundant.org. You can make one. Yes. Hey, you know what though? We have not because we ask not. There so here go. we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna bless your life. I'm gonna ask. I'm just gonna ask. ask. I'm just gonna ask. Listen, our budget is zero. Wow. <laughs> first of all, I don't I don't like that first attitude all, on my faith. First of all, the tone. It was first the tone. of all, first of all, she said, Wow. We pay you and gum. First of, <laughs> First of all, first of <laughs> go all. Go ahead, honey. Go okay, ahead. Okay, thank you, baby. Um, no, but for real, but for real, you have not because you asked us. So I'm just going to throw this out there. If there is anybody that is listening to us and you have disposable time or margins in your right. life and you feel compelled to serve the house of God by, by walking next to our worship pastor and saying, hey, let me make the administrative operational weight you carry a little bit lighter. Um, I'm not promising a job. I'm not. I can't promise a job because I don't have a budget for it right now. But we're promising a blessing. That, that's absolutely true. And <laughs> that's look, true. Look, look. That's I don't, what I, look, I do. I don't want to. You better, you better yeah. say that. You better I, say that. I sow seed by serving in the house of the Lord. Diana does not work for Abundant Church. God is faithful. Diana is a professional woman. Professional. <laughs> <laughs> She's a physical therapist by day. Yeah, but I promise you, if you start investing in God's house, as you refresh others, you yourself will be refreshed. That's yeah, I think, I think um, to add to that, and I'm not trying to get all whatever, but I'm going to be all whatever. Um, I get asked all the time, bro, how did you, like, how are you where you're at? Like, how, how you know? And I'm, I, my response is always, man, I served my way yeah. into a, a, a job at a church. To be quite frank with you guys. That's the best way to say that, actually. I served my way through. Yeah. Like, to be, quite, to be quite frank with you, growing up, yes or no, Diana, growing up, 
And the reason I say yes or no, Diana, is because I don't always have you with me when I tell this story. But like the churches we grew up, your dad's church, my dad's church. Other people's churches. Other people's <laughs> churches that we were around. They, the pastor had two jobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And sometimes he, had, sometimes he had three jobs. And the third one was being the pastor of the church. Yeah, yeah. So we never had the framework or the context of being a professional Christian. Yeah, I mm. had no right? clue that was an actual profession. You know, me either. got paid for me, it. Me, like me either. Like <laughs> Until we were like in our, in our young adult. 25. We yeah. When, when Destiny Family Christian Center at the time, now Destiny Church in Northeast El Paso, praise God for Destiny Church. Yeah, we love them. Sure. And praise God Grateful for the, John, for the, them. the Johnson Grateful. family and Pastor Perry and, and the whole crew. Mm -hmm. um, like came and had a conversation with us. Hey, you know, would you consider being our youth pastor? And I said, I, well, I thought I was already doing that. They're like, no, like we need someone full time. And I said, wait, what? You can do that? That's yeah. a possibility? Yeah. And and. My story of, of, of becoming a vocational pastor, a full-time pastor, I, I'll tell you, until that moment, it had never occurred to me mm. to do this as a job. So Diana and I were professionals. We were both in corporate America. The Lord had opened great doors for us. And we were married with no kids, and we had a lot of time. So rather than just you know sitting around and playing pickleball, or whatever we said we're gonna pickleball go pickleball didn't exist <laughs> pickleball didn't exist we said you know what we want to build the house of god yeah you know we want we want to build our local church and we gave our we weren't like living single but it was like we, we gave was, our time we gave, we gave our, our younger we gave our young adult years we mm -hmm. sowed them because mm -hmm. we had a ton of latitude right mm -hmm. and, and look no one's no one asked me to talk about this but i'm going to talk about it because i believe that the the miracles in the house yeah for sure for you felipe I do. I believe the miracle is in the house yes. and I believe we're going to, we're going to have the right person because that person is going to show up with the right heart and the right intention. And they say, man, I know you're not promising anything, but God prompted it in my heart. Right. I want to be a blessing. Right. Um, so for, for me, man, like it was never even an, a thought to say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm, man, I'm, that's my, I'm striving for that goal. Yeah, one day that. I'm going to work mm -hmm. for a church. One day I'm going to, you know, be in full-time ministry. Honestly, we never, we never even considered having our own church to be honest with you. Right. Um, which makes it easy for us to do what we do now, right? So anyway, as young adults, we sowed our time, our free time, our disposable time, we gave it to the house of God. And I think that as young adults, you should consider that. That might just keep you out of trouble yeah. and keep you on mm -hmm. track with your purpose, yeah. right? right? Like sow your time. If you're, if you're single, sow your season of singleness. If you're married with no kids, Sow your season of no kids to come be a blessing to other people and say, you know, man, like I appreciate all of the recreational stuff that I'm doing, which that's awesome. There's room for that. Yeah. But man, let's do stuff that's meaningful. Not yeah. that your recreation isn't meaningful, right? Not that going to a pumpkin patch or whatever it is you do in your recreation. I don't know what people do, right? But like, let's do stuff that says, man, you know, I'm going to impact the kingdom of God. Right. I'm going to impact my local church. I'm going to walk alongside my pastors and say, you know what? I'm here to be a blessing. Let me carry yep. your bags for a while. Let me carry some weight for a while. It's not forever, but here's what I have available for you. And I God have, is so faithful. The uh, Bible says anything you do for the Lord is not in vain. Ever in 1 Corinthians 15. Yes. And it's like whatever you sow will always come back to you. I remember in my young adult years, I would take care of the, like the pastor's kids and 
I would have so much fun doing it. I love those little girls. And now I'm so grateful because I sow those seeds of mm -hmm. just loving and caring other people's kids that now at Prime Culture, I have young girls. Hey, let me take care of the girls. Hey, I'll do this for you. And before I would feel like a little embarrassed, like, no, 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 it's okay. Like, I don't want to bother you. But then I, I realized I'm like, no, no, no. I sowed those seeds. That's right. I did that That's for right. years and years and years. God, you know what? Thank you. Go ahead. Let my girls bless you. 100%. <laughs> and look, we're just being pastors right now. I love this. Um, <clears throat> we have some ride or dies mm -hmm. at Prime Culture. And I, I want to take a moment and just celebrate our ride or dies. But there's yeah. a core of about 50, 60 servant leaders that are ride or die that I, I would so confidently say right now, if we said, hey, yo, we're going to Central Texas in three weeks, four weeks, Y'all need to ride with us. Yeah, they would pack And they'd up, be like, go. bet, let's go. I already packed my snacks, right? <laughs> the point isn't ride or die. The point is sowing and reaping, which is what, what you just said. And when I think about where we were 10, 12 years ago in our young adult years leading and serving the house of God, that's how we served. Like we were the kind of people when a conference was coming up, we would take our PTO. We would save our PTO to take 40, week, 40 hours off that week so yeah. we could just be in the house of God nonstop. Pastor, where do you need us? First one's in, last one's out, right? Um, and I think, man, I've, I've never really taken time to say this out loud, but if, if, and please hear my heart on it. I hope it doesn't sound arrogant. And if it does, I don't care. Like, sorry, not sorry, right? It's just, it's just a story of our life. Like if, if you look at mine and Diana's lives, in the context of what the Lord has graced us to do, there's a grace that's on our life that I believe came, this current season came from that season of like, we are sowing unconditionally. We are serving unconditionally. There is no strings attached no to agenda. my service. There's no agenda. I just want to be around my pastors. I just want to, I just want to make your life easy. I know your job is to preach the word. So whatever's, whatever's keeping you from doing your job well, let me help. I've got time, you know? And so we would be at work. And I remember I was, I was at my job 4 PM, ready to, ready to leave, looking at my watch, ready to leave so I can go to the church. Church, you know, and so, you know, this isn't for everybody, yeah. you know, not everybody walks in this and, and you know, it's if okay. you don't have the disposable time, you know, whatever, man, like, yeah, that's don't not, feel bad. That's not your, that, you know, like it's not your season for that right yes. now, but there are, there is a group of people who have this. And I believe the Lord prompted this moment so that you would hear it. You would respond to it and let's watch God do what only God can do. So shoot us a DM, shoot Pastor Felipe a text message. We're going to put his phone number in the caption. <laughs> <laughs> Right? No, for real though. Find him at church. Send him a DM on Instagram. However you can hold him and say, hey man, I was listening to the podcast. I heard what PC was saying. Man, I'm down to help. How can I help? You know, for real. How can I help? So in Jesus name, God's going to do some stuff. So tell us something good. You're about to record a live <laughs> album. And so this is why we need an army of people yeah. around you. It's just a, it's, it's a really good season. That's it. It's, it's different. <laughs> it's right now I'm just tired, like physically tired, but I'm, I'm like, my heart is absolutely full. So yes, go to notajob.com and sign up <laughs> for this job. Where we pay you with gum. <laughs> for the gospel. But anyway, but just so, just to clarify, we're doing we're doing great. We're doing great. Heck yeah, man. We're really but proud we of you. We definitely need all the all the help that we can get. Dude, super proud of you, man. It's it's um every time I hear, every time you send me a demo, um, I, I want, I've told you this before, like, I want you to send me a bad demo so I can finally be like, nah, that's trash. You know? You're just being so nice. <laughs> for real. No, but for real. Dude, if anyone's going to tell you, it's like, yeah, I'm going to tell you, you know? And, <laughs> and it's just like, man, these dudes can't miss right now. You know, we're just really proud of what God is doing. 
in you guys, through you guys, for you guys. It's super exciting. It's super exciting to watch God stirring all of that with the three generations of our church, the generation that is yeah, yeah, ahead yeah. of you, right? Your generation, which is right now, and the generation that's coming up, the Abraham, the Isaacs, and the Jacobs. Um, I think it's really cool to watch what God is doing multi-generationally. Because yeah. whenever God does something, he always does it multi-generationally, yes, right? Sir. He Abraham receives it, then releases it to, um, to Isaac. Isaac then teaches Jacob to revere what it was, you know? And so it's just a, it's a beautiful thing to, to watch what God's doing, man. I think you're leading really well. Yes. I think you're leading beyond your years. For I think sure. you're leading beyond your own wisdom. I think and you're leading maturity. in a really mm -hmm. great grace. And we're just making affirmation normal again. Yeah. You know, we're, you. we're just normalizing so affirmation, you. man. You know, and so, um, yeah, this is amazing. Something good for me, it's, um, this week is intercession week. At the time that you're hearing this, um, it's intercession week and that's always a good week for us when the girls get to stay home and not have anywhere to go all day. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. It's amazing. And we have to juggle. <laughs> Where are they going to go? The workout schedule is the first one to leave. Not anymore, bro. We woke those little yeah, jokers up this morning. Like up. yesterday, we woke <laughs> them up at 6.30 in the morning. Get it's up. Like we're going, going to the gym. It's like you're going to school. Let's you're, go. Just like you're going to school. Pack just your, like you're like, pack bro, your they lunch. wake up pissed, bro. It's, they wake up so mad. I said pissed. Dang it. They wake up so mad, like, oh, Dad. It's like, let's go. You're going to thank me one day. Come on, get up. Let's go. You're going to thank me one day. <laughs> Silas so, is always asking me if the girls are going. Maybe, I, maybe we'll take them tomorrow. We should. Yeah, well, they don't have anywhere else to stay because we got to go. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm being obnoxious. I love having the girls around us. I love having them around me. So that's a small little thing for the next two weeks. <laughs> Intercession. Bless the Lord. <laughs> what about you? Um, circle season started yesterday, okay. so that's something really good. I'm excited for new people to show up and have experience. Join a circle. Yeah, experience authentic community in at Prime Culture. I always think it's exciting and it's such a blessing that people would, our circle leaders would actually, you know, just give of their time, their sowing of their time uh, to have relationships and to grow in ministry, to grow in, you know, just so many aspects of their lives, so... Circle I love that. Season. Shout out to all circle leaders. I out love there. that. You know, it's true when they say the right circle can change your life. Yep. Yes. It's true when they say it, man. And so um, I want to come back to you, bro, Felipe. Um, Why? Because <laughs> I want to come back. So on, uh, uh, well, look, at the time of this recording, I feel like I'm going to say that because like we're, we're pre-recording yeah. a lot of the content. But last Sunday, we just sang a new song. Oh, yeah. And the new song is called good word yeah um and i heard it i hadn't heard it i was i was i wasn't at the east side church which is where we sang it we didn't sing it at the yeah. west side church I, was say, I didn't hear it no uh, but i heard the demo yesterday and i loved it by the way i loved it and so i want to spend some time we've been talking about god is god we've been talking about god is good we've been talking about salvation we've been talking about good grace a little bit um <clears throat> i want to i want to kind of like shift the focus on on the perspectives, we've been very vertical mm. on the thought of good, mm -hmm. but now I want to, I really want to like bring it back down. We've been going bottom up, how I view God, how I view God. Now it's like how I interpret God and, and all of that. So I think you, 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 you'll figure out where I want to go, but I really want to start on like, why would you write a song called good word? Mm. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, it started from the fact that I mean, what do you always say? If somebody, like right now, that's you said- That's a good word. That's a good word. So it, <laughs> the good word is a good news. 
So it's like metaphor for multiple things, but Jesus is the, is the word made flesh mm-hmm. and our God is a good God. So it's like all in, intertwined, right? But the main aspect was that every time the Lord speaks, whether it's through his spirit or w- through his word, um, my response ought to be, that's a good word. That's a good you know? word. Like anytime <laughs> the Lord opens his mouth, that's a good word. Um, the bridge of the song says, all you promised me, Lord, I, Lord, I receive because when you speak, that's a good word. Mm. How does it go? Sing it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I Come to heard it. Send it to me. Come to church. <laughs> Come to church. I was at church. Come to church. Was at the other Dude, one. tell me why my brain works this way. Like, as you're talking, like, that's a good word. All I can think is rush hour. Do you remember rush hour? And it's like, war. <gasps> <gasps> What, what is, is it good for? for? Right? Don't say absolutely nothing. But so like for me now, it's like, but though I, that's the question I was thinking. I was like, word, what is it good for? Mm. Right? Because when we say good word, but what is it good for? Mm. Right? What's the word good for? And I'm, I'm, I'm literally thinking about that. I'm, you know, I was driving here, you know, just kind of prepping my mind for our conversation. And I said, you know what, man? Like, I think what happens is like a lot of young adults and a lot of people will re- react to a word and be like, ooh, that's good, yeah. right? Ooh, that's good. Ooh, that's good. But then my question is like immediately, um, for what? Well, right, good for, good for what? Yeah, yeah. So like, there's, a, there's like a bunch of different places mm-hmm. we could go, um, but maybe rather than beating up or, or like picking on the culture of that kind of uh, shallow reaction versus a profound response. Yeah. I think that's what's at what's at odds here, right? A a shallow reaction because we're taught we're taught to process now in in hot takes. That's what I was gonna say. We're conditioned to react. Yes, right. Like, ooh, that's good. Yeah, but oh, we're ooh, not conditioned good. to meditate. Mm, you know what goodness. I mean? That's a good that's word. That's a good Because <laughs> that's the right difference there. between reaction mm. and actually meditating on God's word. Mm. I think sometimes we think we're receiving a good word just because we mm. reacted to it. And that's just like, like a, oh, that's so good. Like, but that's like a meal. You just like, it comes in and then it comes out. So you're not actually like sitting on it. You're not thinking about it. So it's not changing you. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I like the idea of a meal. I like the idea of a meal. And I don't want to move too fast. I don't want to move too fast on the thought of meditation. Let's, let's, let's pause there for a little bit. Let's pause there for a little bit, okay? On the thought of meditation and the thought of a meal. Man, this is awesome. I love it. Okay, so God told Joshua, and this is great for generational transition and generational leadership. When the next generation of leadership in Israel was getting pulled up, right? When the Lord is speaking to Joshua, Moses is dead. Joshua, where are you at? Which is crazy how fast God moves on from leaders. Hello. (laughs) Don't make idols of leaders. Come on now. Hello. Right? He's like, my servant Moses is dead. Joshua, you're up. Yeah. Like, Next. Did, it is did, what it didn't is. Didn't RIP, we miss Moses. Like, we're like, there was no, no hashtag slash real, right? It's yeah. just like, Moses Move is dead. On. Okay, MJ gone. That brother dead. Let's go. <laughs> Who's next, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? So, but he says, keep this word, keep my law with you. In doing this, you'll have good success. But he said, on it, meditate, meditate. Yep. day and night. So meditation is long form interaction with the word. And we're called to meditate on the word. And That's I think- That's the only way that it'll change you. I think what happens is, oh, this is about to be a gross, a gross graphic, okay? 
But just rock with me. Rock with me. The thought of a meal. I know. Where are you going? Are you about to talk about vomit or something? No, no, okay. no, no, no. no. Uh-huh. But close. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not oh, the other way. Now, okay. Dang, girl. That's, no, that's way graphic. No, no, not the other way okay, either. Okay, okay, okay. Watch, watch, watch. So look. So I think what happens a lot of times when we're like, God, good word. It's just lip service. Mm. It's mouth service, it's right? It's mastication. And so you just, you just tasted. Yes. But you didn't taste and see. Right? And so it's, oh, yes, hold on, just, hold on, yes. hold on, pause. That's what I'm pause. thinking. I missed that's it. exactly Dang. what I'm thinking. No, no, you just it's, dropped a gem, babe. It's just mastication to get it through. Mastication. And you're, it's not, ooh. you're not sitting on it. There's no flavors. It's just like, oh, that was good. No, 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 no. It's and, done. And then you spit it out. Mm-hmm. You don't even eat it. You just, you, you put it in your mouth. Oh, that's good. And you spit it out. You don't even let the nutrients and what's, what, what, what's actually built into it become part of you. You don't let it synthesize. And I think that's what happens a lot in a generation where we're taught to react to samples. Mm. Why do I like going to Costco? Because I get samples, not yeah. meals. And we, yeah, we yeah. learn to live off of samples. Sheesh. And that's bro. why we live from Sunday to Sunday sometimes. <clears throat> or from from, a, from real to real. Real to real. Yeah. That's why we may, so maybe some of us follow so many inspirational accounts because oh, dude. we just... We don't, we, you know what, I, when I think about a good meal, I think about when I find a good meal, I frequent the good meal, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's going to take time and yeah, but, you're okay with that. Yes. But also with, with a good meal is like, it's, it, I don't look for the good meal for like the, the pleasure of it, but I look for it because it's good for me. Does that make sense? Like when you're sick, mm-hmm. what does your mom give you? Some caldo. Caldo. Mm-hmm. Even you if know? it's August 6th, <laughs> 111 outside, it's like, mom, we're trying to get Amma. rid of, we're, try- Amma, we're trying to get Amma. rid of the fever. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is making me more hot. <laughs> but, what I'm, but what I'm talking about is like, even for me growing up Hispanic, like, you know, that's just a good meal to go to. Yeah. And you actually consume the meal. Yeah. And then, so t- to me, again, oh, I, hear you. I, I, hear you. I just feel like I, acknowledging something as a good word also has to do with like the response that you were talking about. There, there should be a response in, instead of just a reaction. To me, the response is the actual full consumption yes. of that. And yes. then the, the representation of the nourishment in your life. Right. Does that make sense? Like, yes. you can tell when I ate, you can yes. see the difference yes. when I ate yes. and when I didn't. Right. And you like, can see some people right there. And, and I mean, I don't necessarily want to go into the topic of like talking about like nutrition issues or people like not eating well or like yeah. malnourishment or anything but, but you, you can, can see the but difference. you can see the difference yeah absolutely it's like uh, the difference is not only internal but it's out it's like, like outward no there's mm-hmm. a difference between like boy you you get let's get something in you versus hey bro you're not missing any meals dog <laughs> 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 you know like hey no offense i'm just respectfully right respectfully, <laughs> <laughs> respectfully. no but i i agree 100 percent um and i think that there's a big deal when it comes to the difference between meditation and mastication. That's mm-hmm. a word, baby. Like, oh, mastication that's a word. just sounds so like, oh, it makes me cringe. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Masticaste, pero no comiste. It was just the, pro- it's just the process of chewing. And even just that in case you don't know that. in itself is so like, I don't know how to describe it right now, but that process of like just you grabbing a nourishing piece of food, put it in your mouth, and then just chewing and spitting it <clears> out. Yeah. Like, there's something wrong there there is something well some would call that an eating disorder correct but oh then, shoot but then also there's an for example there's on the other side of it is wow. like there's an i don't want to say an entitlement but almost an entitlement to the source of it where it's coming from you you taking that piece of food or whatever for granted and you're just kind of like 
Kind of like, for example, my wow. son today, I gave him a banana <laughs> and right in front of me, he peeled it, took two bites, didn't even hesitate, throws it in the trash can just like that. And I'm like, do you know you, how much that banana was? But that banana is four dollars and eleven cents, bro. Like, what are you doing? So to me, it's both ends like malnourishment, mm. and then the other side of no that, respect. which is at, like no respect for the food or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Like no respect for yeah, where it came from, where how it came you got from, it, what it took. What like, it come took. on, wow. like, yes. the good word of the gospel. I don't know why I have yes. like like a Spanish spirit in me, but it's malnutrido y malcriado. Malcriado. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, that's that's one hundred percent right. I think um, I think because of because of this hot take culture, this yeah. really fast consuming culture. What's next? What's next? Yes. What's next? We 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 miss the value of long long form investment, long form effort. Um, and we don't take time to really enjoy and eat a meal. So here's my point. Um, <clears throat> to the term of just masticating, but never meditating, mm -hmm. right? When I sit with young adults, it's incredible to me, right? And forgive me if I'm stepping on your toes. Actually, don't forgive me. Say thank you. Send an offering. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll put the cash app in the in, in the. <laughs> we'll put the cash app in the link tree. Just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> um, no, but watch, watch. Tell so, us your so, point. Here's <laughs> my, <laughs> get to get to the point. No, okay, so I'll sit. I'll sit with. I'll sit with young adults, right? And they'll ask me questions about stuff I know they've posted before. Okay. Right? Like, they'll, they'll ask me a theological question or a, a philosophical question or just a life question. And I'm like... Like, where did that go? Like, bro, I, I saw you, but, I, but you just posted about this like four days ago. Like, which, which by the way, which, by the way, I uh, need you to understand, like, we lurk on IG. You know what I'm saying? Like, you lurk. <laughs> Just you do, I, I do. I learn. I, learn. I don't either. I, learn. I just, I man, I'm like, a shepherd, man. I need to keep an eye on the flock. I know. You know? It's too stressful for me. <laughs> Is it? Yes. Because I'm like, why are you I doing get that? I get secondhand like anxiety for it. I just, I'm like, yeah. Oh, what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, me too. I'm like, and it makes me sad. And I'm like, oh, like, come on. You know better. Yeah. But, but that's the issue though, right? This is like, that's case in point. Case and point. Like, Okay, again, we're just talking and we're talking as, 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 as your pastors, which we have to confront you on this. This is part of our responsibility. We have to give account to the Lord for this, for, the, for, these, yeah, for these, these elements and these, the, these things, these tensions, okay. So like, I'll, I'll see something on IG. Maybe it's not even a reposting of, um, of other biblical content, right? It's like, dude, like I see you at church every Wednesday. Yeah. Like I see you at church and then you're posting nonsense. Or your life is showing foolishness, mm. right? And I think there's a degree of we love the moment of insight. Yeah. We love the moment of insight. And that's what ma masticating yeah, yeah. is. Insight. Oh, this is good. You get that little, you get that little dopamine rush. You get that little yeah. dopamine hit. You get that little surge, right? Of the, the neural the, the the pleasure center of your yeah, brain is like dopamine. oh my gosh. And I think. What happens is like we get addicted to insight, but we are not accustomed to application. Yeah. Wisdom. So right? like you don't take the process of ingestion, digestion, because in that process, like it, it's a, it takes a minute. Uh -huh. So that's where the meditation comes in that we don't get to. Uh -huh. and yeah, in, the application of knowledge, wisdom. Exactly. Right. 
That's exactly the point, right? And I think what happens is we, if, if we're not careful, we have a whole generation that is addicted to insight, insight yeah. but deficient of application, right? And I, look, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna confront you and challenge you a little bit, but I but I hope it blesses you that insight is not wisdom. Yeah. The fact that you read it, you're like, oh, that's good. You highlighted it. You reshared it on your story. You sent it to your friends on threads, whatever it is, however it went. What, like, shout you know, out you know, threads. Where you, where you at? <laughs> right? However, <laughs> the fact that you have the insight does not change a thing. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't mean it's in you. Right. Yeah. It doesn't, dude. So, so the real gold happens when I digest, right? When I take the insight that comes across into my life and then apply it. Applied insight becomes a life of wisdom, mm -hmm. right? That, that simply really knowing, simply knowing, which is that's what, what insight is, simply knowing. This is one of my favorite statements, okay? I love to say this every chance I get, <clears throat> and I get a chance right now. Uh, James chapter four says, James is challenging, and he says, oh, you believe? Yeah. Good for you. Demons, Demons also believe and tremble, right? And I think James is being kind of like a little bit, just kind of like a little bit of attitude because he's saying at least they have some degree of corresponding behavior Pretty to much. what they believe. Yeah, They believe and they, get, and they tremble. There's a degree of like a fear of God there. What do you do, right? And so I think the difference between a disciple and a demon is not the believing. A disciple and a demon can believe the same thing. Yes. Demons believe Jesus is Lord. Does that make sense? It's not insight. Right. It's application. It's a behavior. The difference between a disciple and a demon is not the believing, it's a behavior. It's a behavior. It's the corresponding action, right? Um, and so I... And that's good because then we go back to, I was remembering that meme that like... Uh, says like, are you eating though? Are you eating though? And what is it? I don't know. I don't, Send it to me. Okay. <laughs> that, which, by the way, Diana is the is like no, the real I'm, queen. Yes. Anyways. Well, she's anyways. the real queen, like I the real like R E A L <laughs> and the real queen R E E L. Like, dude, I don't know. Your wife might have me be. Anyways, but what I'm saying is, it's telling. Like, it reminds me. Like, are you eating? and digesting and meditating on the word of God mm -hmm. to be able to have the revelation to behave the way the word wants you to behave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes you, don't need, sometimes you don't even need a revelation. No. Sometimes you just need the discipline to go do what you know is right. You know, and I agree with you. You cannot have revelation if you don't meditate and you don't eat. I agree 100%. Yeah. And how many times do you want to say that to some young adults, right? Yeah, I, feel like sure. we're, I feel like we're kind of like aggressive but good, right? Like, <laughs> like how many times do we want to say that to people where it's like, oh, PC, my life and this and that's that. But are you eating? Yeah. What, or, or what are you eating? Yeah. Or the classic person that says like, oh, I have a headache. What is the first thing you think about? Did you eat? Did you drink? Have you, are you dehydrated? Last time you drank water. <laughs> like Shout common out my wife. sense. <laughs> like <laughs> common sense, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so I think, I think where we should go is... Talk, talk and share a little bit of our just normal organic steps or processes or things we do to make sure our meditation is in place. Does that make sense? I think one of the things that we haven't done in a long time is give really practical steps to how to do something that we talk about often. I was just about an hour ago, I was in a, in a counseling session uh, and a great conversation with an incredible young man of God. He's 32, 33. He's married, rocks at culture, like him and his wife rock at culture. And like any young marriage, they're having a little bit of just, just uh, growing pains, right? Um, and one of the things that, that he told me, which blessed my life um, 
in, in, in the hardest way, which was, man, we're a church that prides itself on how, mm-hmm. on how, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, PC, I was at, um, <clears throat> I was at our men's conference and I, and I, and I heard different communicators and, you know, some of the communicators challenged us, be a more loving husband. Some of our, our communicators challenged us, hey, be a more vulnerable husband. And he said, yes, I agree with that. I want to be a more loving husband. Uh-huh. I want to be a more vulnerable husband. And he, tears in his eyes. He's like, but I don't know how. I need you to tell me how, yeah. right? Which to me, like now I'm going to have a conversation with our, with our men's teams. Like, hey, what a wonderful opportunity to follow up and say, hey, you heard us talk about this. Here's how. Follow our IG or follow this, or we're gonna have a in the in the in our men's Bible study for the next five weeks. We're gonna talk about all the things we brought up at conference, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, and so, if we're gonna tell you meditate on the Word, but not tell you how we're doing you a disservice, right? So let's start. Let's start big picture, and I'll just share perspective on what classically I've been taught and how I teach what meditation is. Okay, so the Hebrew thought of meditation, which is Meditation happens more in the Old Testament than it does the New Testament, okay? Or it's referenced more. You, yeah. do, you do see meditation in the, in the New Testament. Christ, in, in, his, in his rhythms of life, uh, had times of meditation. He got away to pray. Yeah. Prayer is a time of meditation. Prayer is a time of, of deep engagement, clarity, right? But, but the classic rabbinical approach or Hebrew approach to meditation is summed up in one word, mutter, M-U-T-T-E-R. You just, you just mutter the word. And, and so <clears throat> the, the connotation would have in, in present day is a muttering is your self-talk. Mm-hmm. You carry the word, you carry the law of God, you carry the precept Good. of God, you carry the word of God in, in your self-talk on a regular basis. You just keep okay. it there. It just stays there. It just, I'm talking to myself about the word of God. And can I, can I, can I give us just like, Will you give me like 60 to 90 seconds to just unpack what is the word of God? Yeah, okay. So when we talk about the law of God, so on this law, you'll meditate day and night. You talk about the word of God. It's composed, it's, it's composed of three components. You've yeah. heard me share this before. Yeah. I'm just going to remind us of it again, okay? Just so that way, when you say, okay, what am I supposed to be carrying quietly, right? <clears throat> okay, one of three things or two, at the, two, two things or three things at the same time or one at, the same, one, one, one at a time, however you want to do it. But... The law of God is, and the word of God is comprised of three things. It's, they're all P's, okay? The precepts of God, the principles of God, the promises of God, right? I like, I like it that it's all in P's. Precepts, principles, promises. Simply put, a precept. What is a precept? It's the command of scripture. What, what the Lord commands me to do, right? The Lord doesn't give options. He gives right. commands, right? So what does God want me to do? What is he asking me to do? So for... Um, for this, for, for, for the sake of this conversation, uh, we'll say what Paul told Timothy, speak the truth, right? So he wants you to tell the truth, speak the truth. But then you have the principles of God. If, if the command of God is the precept, the principle of God is the character of God. So I want you to walk out this command with my character. So when, with, with Paul telling Timothy, he doesn't just say, speak the truth. What does he say? Speak the truth in love. In love. That's the character of God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna present you the truth with love. I'm gonna present the truth with patience, mm-hmm. kindness. I'm gonna present the truth without keeping a record of wrongdoing, yeah. on and on and on, right? <clears throat> so the precept of God, what does God want me to do, right? That's a thing you can meditate on. You can chew on it. Uh, one, one of the, uh, the reason even the thought of, of meditation as food came to my mind was that one of the, one of the 
Um, it, one of the uses of Im imagery that r rabbis bring up when they teach meditation is the way a, a cow chews on its curd or its cud. I forgot what it's called. It's cud, mm -hmm. right? It's just grass and it just chews on it and chews on it and molds it and chews mm -hmm. for days and it just carries it around in its mouth. And yeah. it just chews on it, chews on it, chews on it, chews on it. And then it finally, you know, takes it in. So <clears throat> meditation is just, I'm consistently just bringing, I'm just playing it. There's a thought that I'm just playing in my mind. That is the word of God, the command of God. Or so what, what is God commanding me to do today? Right? This, this is my word for today. What is the Lord commanding me to do today? What's the expectation he's put before me? What's the, what's the Holy Spirit convicting me of? Right? Or what's the character I should walk out in today? Man, I should, man, like the Lord's really challenging me to patience. Okay, remember, be patient, be patient, be patient, be patient, right? Um, and for many of us, we, we, we'll stay on the precept and the principle, but I want to remind you that there's a promise, yeah. right? Always attached to his word. He's a win-win God right? So he doesn't want you to just keep his commands and carry his character. He wants you to have an expectation for when you do that. So, right, you know, if, so what he promises uh, Joshua, care, watch my law, meditate on it day and night. And as you do so, you'll have good success, right? There's the promise of God. And so as we talk about our meditation practices and how we, how we walk out just the word of God in our lives, i, I to the culture at large, I just want—I just want you to carry that in your mind, right? Meditation is—I just carry it in my mind, in my self-talk. I try to remind it, remind me, remind myself of it, or maybe not necessarily obsess over it, but maybe you think about it this way: like you carry it in your pocket, right? Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, you just reach in your pocket. Oh yeah, it's still there, right? Oh, the character—the character yeah. that the Lord is working out in me—it's still in there. The promise that the Lord made when I walk out in this character, or I walk out in this command, I'm still holding on to that promise. Does that make sense? Right, so that's the word of God. So okay. let's, let's, let's come and let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about some just simple rhythms of our own personal lives, right? Where we teach them not just what, but we teach them how, right? So let's go. You wrote the word. You, you wrote the song on good word. So I'm looking at you, bro. Well, I, you know, one of the things that um, you and I have been having conversations about this for a long time, but um, just like, I feel like mo most people, the biggest challenge when they talk about meditating or frequenting the word, et cetera, is like the question of like, is this enough? Mm. Like, is this enough? Am I do, is this, does this count as meditation or does, is this, does that make sense? Yeah, it's like absolutely. The, I, and I feel like it, I'll, I'll freely assume that most young adults find themselves in that place. There's probably, maybe you went to a conference and you like, you feel really inspired, really close to the Lord and you start this devotional, you finish the devotional and it's all going great. You feel really solid and then you don't know where to go from there. Or you miss your devotional one day, two days, right? And I remember you told me something a really, really long time ago. Um, and you told me when, when you miss a day in the word or when you miss a day in the Bible, um, you, I, I think you said don't feel guilty or don't feel, you said feel hungry. So I think when we see the word of God, which is exactly what Jesus said, that man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the Father, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, he's talking about the word of God, right? So if, if the word is bread, then when I don't get the word, I should feel hungry yeah. and not yeah. guilty. And I think sometimes we, there's those moments where we're feeling like disconnected from God or we're yeah. feeling malnourished. Mm -hmm. um, what is the first thing you do when you're hungry? You go open the fridge. And you'll, you don't think about like, mm, should I start with the lettuce today? Like, no. <laughs> just You're ravenous. like, okay, why can I start? You binge. Should, like when I'm, when I'm, well, number one, <laughs> which is also, we can talk about that in a, for Bro. a second. Binge eating is also 
unhealthy. Why? Because what you want in a healthy diet is to actually have, have a longevity and a consistency. You don't want to just eat in big spurs or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you miss many, be- many meals, it actually doesn't contribute to your weight loss, right. et cetera, right? So I don't want to talk about that, but what I'm talking, what I want to, what I want to talk about is, um, I think that was one of the most liberating kind of like good words that I've heard. Oh, like a really good language to say, like, just get hungry. Yeah. yeah. And go, that is go so eat. kind. You and know, he, he's not going to shame us. That's a, that's a good word. Yeah, like, I like, think that's, I, a, that's a good I word. I think we forget. I think just remembering that God is kind. Mm. He's so gentle and loving, like a good parent. You know, if you forget, hey, it's okay, babe, do it tomorrow. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. I think of Psalm 23, he's prepared a table, right? Mm. And a table is a place for, like, sometimes we like to think of that scripture of, like, yeah, it's like there's a, there's a war, and then the Lord put a table, and we're going to show off and just have food in front of all our friends. I mean, in front of our enemies. enemies. No, I think the Lord is promising communion wherever in that mm. he prepares brilliant. a That's table beautiful. he prepares a table in the presence of my enemies that means that you can be in the worst season of life mm-hmm. and you can come to the table and be fed mm-hmm. and not only be fed but share communion with god and i, I, I think, think that's beautiful that's what the lord is after when you when you are reading the word like that's he, so good it, i think it's a beautiful way of <laughs> seeing it. it's like i'm just gonna go share a meal yeah. and, and i love that message by louis giglio that says like don't give yeah. us an enemy don't let the enemy get us to your table. table but i think it's a beautiful image of like i'm just gonna have some dinner i'm gonna share a meal I'm with the lord i'm eating and yeah. sometimes the meal i mean sometimes i'm very hungry and i can eat a lot like i can i can read like a whole book maybe sometimes like i get in this or sometimes i'm studying something like there was a time where I wanted to chat with the team about worship and I consumed like six courses on worship yeah. and I went and I yeah. studied, right? I think point. it's very, it's very important to understand that sometimes studying isn't the same as meditating. Yeah. And I think sometimes meditating is the same way that you meditate. You can, I can meditate on Psalm 23 all day. And to me, meditation feels like you discover like a new flavor in it. Yeah, Does that make great. sense? Like, Oh, I never saw that before. Or I never, for example, the scripture of, um, those no, uh, he he who abides in the secret place mm-hmm. shall abide under, under the shadow of the Almighty. Right, I think that's the scripture. Like I'm not sure if it's quote quote quote, but most people miss the secret place mm-hmm. and they love to declare under the shadow. Of the under, I'm under the shadow of the Almighty. But when you meditate on that scripture, you find out I I need to abide in the secret place. I need to dwell. That's the actually the word mm-hmm. right dwell. So when you're meditating, a good way to measure it is like, am I, am I seeing something that I've never seen before? I think a good way to un- maybe know if you're meditating on something is that you're not in a rush to get through it, but you're in, like, get curious. I think Tim Ross says that. Like, are you curious when you approach the word of God? Mm. I think that's the best way to do it. So anyway, I know I ramble for a little bit. No, that's, but- it's all very good, though. I think, um, I think a couple of things. I, I really love the idea of revelation, um, <clears throat> but I want to give us a, I, I want to give it a, make sure we have a well-rounded view of revelation. Um, revelation in times of meditation is, man, I see something new about Jesus, mm-hmm. which as, as you develop, as you develop your relationship with his word, you'll, you'll find that he wants to show you something new more than you want to find something new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's Come beautiful. On. And he's like, man, I can't wait to show you this. I can't wait to show you a new aspect of me. Um, Isn't that a great question to start just like, sitting down on your couch or whatever, and you ask that question, like, what do, you, what, what do I what need do you to see, show me? Lord? Mm-hmm. Um, it takes off the weight off all of you. This is going to sound so weird. Not weird, but it's going to sound so, um, I don't know what the word is. Anyway, I was in a, I, I, I was in a, in a, 
at an event with Bishop Jakes, right? And he, he spent a couple hours with us on how, to, how he studies. And I mean, he shared so many things, but the thing that stuck out with me the most was that, and I practice it to this day, not so much when I'm eating, like when I mean, like in my, and it's not daily. I'd be a liar if I told you that I'm like, oh, I eat, I read every day. But also, I think that's, like, if you just say that for a sec, if you just pin that for a little bit, like I think that would liberate like probably half of the young adults that listen to us. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I think there's yeah, yeah, yeah. a huge misunderstanding on like, if you miss a day, it's not real. If you. Right. No, man. Like, look, I'll be very, very honest life with you. Life be life Go ahead. Life, <laughs> life be life in, bro. Yo. Like life be life in, man. Um, you know, I try to, I try to get my four out of seven. Maybe five out of seven. There are some weeks where it's like, like, like man, I'm, I'm on it and I'm just seven, on se seven out of seven and my version streak is like alive, you know? Um, Don't tell and, me about my streaks. And, you know, look, um, but Bishop, Bishop said it this way. He said, look, the word wants to tell you more than you want to find it. And he said, when you sit down, pray this, ask the word, what do you want to tell me? What do you want to tell me? And I mean, I'm sure there's been times where you've walked in on me studying and like, I'm in the process of what do you want to tell me? What do you want? What do you want to show me? I literally will say that to the word, um, like to my Bible, right? Why? Because there's the spirit of the word, the spirit of truth that is at work and that's biblical. Secondly, it's the person of Jesus, mm -hmm. right? He was the word in the beginning before he became the incarnate the beginning Flesh, was the word. Before he became the son, he was the word. In glorification, there is New Testament context where he is again the word. St. Peter yeah. says there are three that bear witness in heaven. There's three right now in heaven. This is Peter. Father, word, Holy Spirit, right? So anyway, so if we're just talking, if we're talking about just different perspectives, I think having a degree of curiosity and just approaching the Lord and say, hey, what are you telling me? What do, what do, what do I need to hear? Um, so revelation, what, what I was saying is revelation is should, should be two ways. Number one, how am I seeing Jesus clearly and how I, how am I seeing myself mm -hmm. more clearly? Cause there should be revelation about yourself yeah, and as what, well. What you need to change, what you need to adjust. Mm -hmm. And I would say, honestly, I would say most young adults or me as a young adult, I was always looking for the revelation of myself. And when the word wouldn't tell me anything about myself, mm. it felt like almost meaningless or pointless. Mm. And then I started realizing that the more I know, the more context or the more perspective I gain on the person of Jesus through the word, the more I can get from the word and I can see myself in it. I love that. But I think there's so many young adults like, like, like if you're still, I mean, no, respectfully, I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but if you're like a person that opens the Bible and you're hoping that God's going to point you that scripture, like you're missing the point because the Bible de definitely wants to portray, like I've heard it said before by somebody that the message of the bible old testament new testament is jesus is the it's story of jesus. jesus it's always it's jesus. the whole point of the bible yeah so if if i don't if i don't try to find myself in the word every time and i try to find jesus first yeah i think that might yourself. be a better place to start practically for somebody who's always maybe just trying to like well, how does this apply to me right now how does this apply to me right now i told this to cruz when i when i first became a pastor I was so self-conscious of my biblical knowledge. I was like, I need it. I need it. Oh my gosh, I just became a pastor. I need to like be on. <laughs> and one of the things that helped me, and I was actually talking about it with Isaac at conference. We were both talking because we're both the same age. And he was saying, you know what changed my life, bro? When I read the Bible from beginning to end and I wanted to know what the Bible was about, I realized that I had no context of what happened. It's like if I listened to, like I tried to watch The Little Mermaid yesterday without <laughs> seeing the Disney one. And like, I don't see it the same way that my wife sees it or my 
what am I telling Don? You've Mermaid. never seen the I've never the, seen the Little Mermaid. The, the cartoon, the, the little cartoon. Mermaid? No. Tell them why. Tell them why. Because I lived in Mexico. <laughs> <my whole life. laughs> That's where I'm from. <laughs> if it wasn't an, oh, on the open, open are you TV, telling me there's no Disney in Mexico? Well, no, he didn't have the channel. He didn't have that channel. I didn't have the channel. But anyway, so real, real truth. Like I saw the Little Mermaid with like a, a different perspective, and Lisa knew what to expect, and she, she like, like you're all excited. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, what what's, what's happened? There's a shark. Like you know. <laughs> But what, what I'm what I'm saying is like when you get the full like the full perspective of the story, then it's so easier to then go into little places of the story and then dive deeper. Yeah, that's good. So that's good another point. practical thing that I would tell young adults is that there's nothing wrong with reading the Bible and just knowing what happened. Yeah. yeah. Like what happened? Yeah. When we're talking about like the like Moses, like what happened? Exactly. Yeah. Do you like know David what happened? If you don't nice. know what happened, that's like, cool. Yeah, yeah, like a story. But maybe you should find out what happened and then find out how did this dude Moses ended up doing that whole thing? And then maybe you'll start seeing yourself in the yeah. story once you know the full story. Yeah. I think, I think that's a major, major key is knowing the full story. <clears throat> because if, when you know the full story, you know the point. The point is Christ and our redemption in Christ. That is it. Amen. Paul said it this way. I no longer preach anything but, but Christ, Christ. And him crucified, crucified and resurrected. Amen. Nothing else. Yeah. Nothing That's else. That's a good word. And here's why that matters. You guys, uh, listen, and, and as, your, as, as your pastor, I'm telling you this. There is a thing now where there is this, there is this hyper awareness and this hyper intensity of wanting to be theologically and apologetically correct, which that's not wrong, okay? That's not wrong. But there is this hyper-focus on being right. There's a lot of debates, and they're, they're turning into fights and mm -hmm. bickering, right? And if you approach the scriptures to be right mm -hmm. in an argument, you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, and, now, and, it, now it's just a book that you're defending. Right. It's, it's a... It, it, it's, it's an approach so you can go win a fight and yeah. someone can be wrong. Paul said it this way, the letter alone kills. The letter alone, just, just the writing by itself. You can go and be technically right and deliver it in a way that's deadly. It'll kill somebody. The letter alone kills, but the spirit gives life. Mm -hmm. And when you approach it the way Diana and I and Felipe have been talking about, like, hey, I want to see Jesus clearly. Hey, speak to me. Hey, I want to know you. I want to know the spirit of the word. Yeah, then, you'll, then, then you'll have a sensitivity to the spirit of the word. And be, becoming well-versed in the scripture is not so that you can win arguments. Yeah, it's for you. <laughs> right? Like... Sometimes I hear people win arguments, but I don't see them reflect the character right, of the right, word. And right, I think... That's like more sad yeah, than anything. Well, yeah, those are the Christians that nobody wants to be around or talk to. And I just love the reference, in, the reference you're making to being theologically correct because I think that's also an intimidation that a lot of people have. It's like, I also feel like you have to allow yourself to, to change your mind about things. And like some of us have grown up believing so many so things uh, or... For example, like I'm not going to go into Hearing details. Secondhand Hearing secondhand information. Hearing secondhand revelation. Yeah. Or like you always heard it said this way and then you yeah. read it and you're like, oh my goodness, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and also I think that's a very liberating thing to do, which is to 
give yourself the opportunity to change your mind. Yeah, just and read then it go for through yourself. that process. Yeah, read it for yourself. Um, so, um, anyway, I just, I just feel like also now that I'm thinking about it, in order to go approach the Bible and want to eat a meal and see it as the bread, you have to see it beyond. You have to see it like more, like bigger. I was gonna say more bigger. That's wrong. <laughs> bigger than just a, a book of stories that you're hoping that they were real. Like it, the Bible needs to be approached as fact. It's, it's real. It happened. And these Final characters <laughs> are not characters or people. Mm -hmm. These characters are non-fictional or whatever. They're, they're real. And it happened and it, it happened in a real way. Like, I think I heard Phil Wickham say in an interview, like, what if, what if every Christian had like a revelation of like, mm. that's real, but like taking a moment and saying like that, that's real. Like God came to earth mm -hmm. and like really like came like well can that's you meditation exactly like okay that happened and then like i was literally without jesus gonna go to hell yes. like i was gonna go and burn yeah, like yeah, that yeah. real like just think about it for a second mm. i'm actually meditating as i'm doing yeah, this yeah and then god sent his son so that i didn't have to do that so then all of a sudden like jesus becomes like not a a backup plan he becomes the only way the only truth yeah. mm -hmm. in the life and yeah. like Okay, so if this really happened, then I need Jesus in my life more than I need anything else. Yeah. And this is the process, by the way, of meditating. That but became I think revelation. It starts with, <laughs> I think it starts with saying like, that's real. Like this is real. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I think <clears throat> allowing ourselves to meditate and allow in, in our time of meditation, in our time of contemplation, in our time of processing, allowing Holy Spirit to do his work because it says that he'll lead us to all truth. <clears throat> it, it, if I can give you a spoiler alert, his, his, his leading to all truth will always point you to Jesus. Amen. There is nothing deeper than, than, Jesus. The, than the finished work of Jesus. Nothing, there's nothing deeper. Um, I, was, I was pulling up a scripture. It's Hebrews chapter six. When you get a chance, go read it. But Paul is saying, hey, can we move on from these elementary, I'm just gonna read it. Can, I know can we move on from this elementary, elementary stage, from this infantile stage where you guys are bickering about uh, ritualistic practices, about purification practices, you're fighting about the second coming? Is it pre-trib, pre post-trib? Is it, is it, is it, you yeah. know what's crazy? There's no absolute doctrine in the scripture. So we're fighting about something we don't have an answer to, Yeah. right? And so there's all these doctrines and these theologies that in, Right now in your generation, which let me just shed the light on that. The reason these guys keep bringing up all this stuff that is not pointing to Christ, but it's pointing to, to being right. Or knowledge. Is so that they can get views yeah. mm -hmm. and they can up their clout, yeah. right? Like, my goodness, Paul says it this way. He says, or the writer of Hebrews. Can we Would all you agree? Believe it's Paul? Can, yeah. can we all agree that like it's Paul? Passage right? yeah. it. I okay. It. Um, I believe it was Paul. Anyway, but, but the writer of Hebrews says, look, let's move past that infantile stuff. All of that stuff is important, he says, but it's not, a, it's not the hope to which your soul is anchored to. And he finishes it with that great scripture. He starts to reconcile his thought. If we're going to focus on one thing, let's grab hold of this, this hope that we have in Christ, that he swore an oath and he gave a vow. Mm -hmm. And we have this hope as an anchor to our soul. Mm -hmm. What's the anchor to our soul? Not, not the baptisms, although baptism is important. Not, not the second coming, although the second coming is important, right? What's important? The fact that Christ could keep his promise in everything he said. Amen. This anchors 
my soul. Yeah. Right? So as we're reading, let's let's not, let's not, and as we're meditating and approaching the scripture, let's not make it about, ooh, I'm gonna go arm myself for an online fight. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's like, no, 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 no. Let let it point me to my hope in Jesus. Yeah. Let it point me to see him more clearly and to see myself in him more clearly. Yeah. Does that make sense? So look, we gotta land the plane in a few minutes. I was just going to talk uh, to say the women that, you know, maybe you're at home, maybe you're have, you know, a bunch of kids and you literally have no time. Um, you're going to school like it, you might be a single mom, single dad, you know, just the people that are just inundated with life. And you're like, sure. I can't even find a minute maybe in the bathroom to read a scripture, you know? We get you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we've all been there. We're still there. One of the the things I love to do to meditate and to start my day is, you know, when you put on worship music, right away you you set the tone, you set your state in worship. And then all of a sudden all the all the defenses go down. You don't have to yell at your kids because, you know, worship music is coming on. It settles you. I'm going to start playing worship music all day at my house. Yeah. I mean, it, I really feel like it changes the tone oh, when, when we I, do. I agree. It changes the climate in our home. Absolutely. For sure. And so that's somewhere practically to start. If you, you don't even do that, you know, turn on the worship music on the way to work. Um, it settles your soul. Maybe at lunchtime, you have an hour for lunch and you usually just go to your car. That's your time. Okay, what scripture am I going to read today? Because you've already been in his presence through worship. Now your heart is ready yeah. to read something, to meditate on something. Like Felipe said, it could be one verse and that's it. You go back to work and like you go back to your crazy house and crazy kids, but you were able to meditate for a little, a little while. We all have at least 10, 15 minutes that. that's where we can get in his presence Sometimes you just and prepare have girl your heart. Dinner. <laughs> girl dinner. You just get, no, for real. Like, I think, have you ever met a person that once it's like, it's like, what the, the specific group of people you're talking about is those people that don't have a lot of time. And yeah. I think sometimes I've been there yes. where I, because I know I can't get like a proper 30 minutes. I won't even get two minutes in. Yeah. I won't even get five <laughs> minutes in. Right. And I, it's like, it's, it's like using the analogy that like, Oh, I'm not going to be able to like eat a full, like five-star meal or whatever. So I'm just not going to eat today. Yeah. That, right. And I think that's so important because the reason why I use girl dinner is because sometimes the, it'd the, be like that. It'd be like that. It'd yeah. be some crackers, a pop tart with a pop tart <laughs> and a yogurt and a little cutie mandarin orange. Yes, baby. You, and Jesus. that's girl dinner. And sometimes you just got to have girl dinner. Yeah. yeah and no, that's word something. Again. That's, that's a, a good word. That's yeah. a good. I'm sorry. That's, that's a good, good word. word. That's a good word. I think, I think. Don't miss the meal. I think one of the big things I love what you said so I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus what you both said I wanna focus on yours first which is girl dinner yours which is worship so number one girl dinner don't underestimate what God can do in Come five on. minutes God is faithful right? who am I to deny yeah. what the Lord, what the can, Lord do. can do right like who am I like yeah. right? nothing is impossible right so you can like like offer it bring 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 that sacrifice bring, like offer it and it's incredible what God can do in that few minutes Right, he sees our, um, he sees which, your heart. He sees our posture. Which over over a span of time, like you do that seven days in a row. Let's let's just say eight minutes over seven days in a row, or let's just say eight minutes five days in a row. That's forty minutes in the week. That's almost an hour, right? Like don't under, don't underestimate the compound interest of that, right? Don't underestimate that. I love what you said about worship. It's, there's something about priming your spirit, mm -hmm. right? And 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 allowing the Lord to fellowship with your spirit. Um, you know, I was, I was talking a few minutes ago about not feeling this hyper pressure 
of, man, I got to become a theologian. I've got to become, I mean, I've got to get well-versed in my apologetics because like if, if you follow if you follow along on TikTok and you're following some of these accounts, you almost feel a pressure like, oh, how come I don't know this? Oh my God, is this right? Is this not right? I get, I get text messages from several young adults like, is this right? Is this right? Is this right? And now rather than getting into an apologetics conversation with them, I just straight up ask him, what is your spirit telling you? Because rather than telling you whether it's right or wrong, I want to teach you to listen to the spirit exactly. in you. Exactly. Right? Yes, and I what do worship well. does, and what mm -hmm. worship does is it primes you to be able to have discernment. There are going to be some things. We just taught this on Sunday, um, last Sunday, at the time that you're listening to this. We just taught this to our church that you will be taught of the Lord. There are some things that the Lord will teach you, and one of them is to hear his voice above all else. And there will be some things where you're hearing in a sermon. And you don't know whether it's right or wrong. You don't know if it's theologically correct or not. But something in you will, will say, man, I really received that. I feel comfortable receiving it. And sometimes be, you'll, you'll feel the spirit in you say, I don't like that. I don't I like, I mean, it, it's, it's a man of God that I, that I follow or it, you know, and man, but it, that just doesn't sit well with me. Can I tell you that that's the spirit of God on the inside mm -hmm. of you? Right. And that in, happens in, in meditation. Saying, mm -mm, that yep. happens in meditation. That happens in time. That happens in worship. That's how you get to your, tune your ear to God's voice to be able to have the discernment that he wants us to have in life. Absolutely. So we've got about six to eight more minutes, right? I think we've been dealing with some, working with some really great how-tos. I'd love to end with resharing the concept of soap mm. with, our, with our young adults. Right? So? Soap. Oh, soap. Soap. We haven't talked about this in a while. Um, and so if you've never heard us talk about soap, well, here you go. You need it <laughs> every day. So, so <laughs> yes. This so is, impression this so is, clean. This my, is, bros, this, my bros. My bros. Listen. For real, though. For real, brother. Let me help you. <laughs> let me help you end your single season. <laughs> You're single because you smell. Um <laughs> And I was trying to be all finesse about it, bro. And you're dirty. And you're dirty. Anyway, you're dirty. No, so SOAP. SOAP is a great acronym. It's a simple system that I've used for 20 plus years of just daily engagement with the Word of God, right? So if you're taking notes, SOAP is simply this. Scripture, observations, application, and prayer. Scripture, observation, application, and prayer. I love that it, that it worked out that the acronym is SOAP. Why? Because much like Dove, so you need it every day. You need the word every day. You. you need the washing of the word every day. That's how we renew our renew our minds. So, <clears throat> so just to share perspective for a couple of seconds on how I soap. I don't use. I, you know, I don't feel the pressure to have like this massive scripture. Man, I'll soap on one or two scriptures, maybe. My daily reading um, consistently is two chapters in, in the Old Testament. So I'm reading through. Like right now, I'm finishing up the Book of Leviticus, which I'm way behind on the Old Testament because I got stuck in Ephesians because of conference for about three months, and I was just studying Ephesians, whatever. But I'll read, typically my daily reading is two chapters, Old Testament, one chapter, either book of wisdom or book of poetry, so that's Psalms is the book of poetry, Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes is book of poetry, and book of wisdom is Proverbs, right? So two chapters, Old Testament, one chapter, book of wisdom or book of, book of poetry, and then two chapters, New Testament. Usually that's a solid 20-minute reading for me. Right, So the time to read is 20 minutes and I'll soap for about five to seven minutes. And so what I'm doing is I'm looking for a scripture that just literally, not literally, but just jumps out on the page, you know, metaphorically, just, it, man, it just, it just stuck out to me, right? So I'll just read one scripture and, and, and I like to keep a soap journal, right? Which I think you should. 
um, you want to write this down. Here's my scripture. You write down the scripture. A lot of people ask me, like, dude, like, how do you remember scripture? How do you memorize scripture so it, much? Bro. I write it. Yeah, I write scripture all the time. I'm always writing scripture. Um, so you write down your scripture, then you make observations about it. Hey, what, what do I see in the scripture, right? Man, I see Jesus being compassionate, or I see Jesus being confrontational, or I see the children of Israel walking in rebellion, or whatever it is, right? Um, well, then from my observation, and so you, and, and you and, write down. And it doesn't have to be super complicated, no, guys. It's no, just it's one or two sentences. See, it's one or, observe. It's one or two sentences, right? It's, you should, so I do like a little like five by eight no, a moleskin notebook. It's red. All my soap books are, are red. I just, that's just it for like me. Like the blood Come on, Jesus. crimson. Hallelujah. Crimson. <laughs> crimson what red. can wash away my sin? Nothing. Okay, right? Um, <clears throat> and so it, like Diana said, it's super simple. One or two sentences. It does not have to be like a dissertation, right? And so I'm making my observation. From my observation, I'm allowing conviction to hit my life and confrontation to hit my life on application. How should I apply this today? Yeah. What is this speaking to in my life today? How, is it, how, how can I apply this right now? The moment I get up from this 18, 20 minute study, how can I apply this in my life today? And then I pray about it. I ask the Lord for help. Lord, I'm really struggling with consistency. And your word today is challenging me and calling me to consistency. I pray that, you know, and I think it's really important that, that Again, one page of a five by eight notebook, one page. Now I'll tell you private. what, I've got these. These I've are got for the, you. That yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. to show them to anybody. <laughs> yeah, I've got these notebooks that from like years ago that I go back and I look at. And it's crazy because there, there are prayers that I was praying in 2014, 15 that I'm living in right now. And I didn't, I didn't even remember them. But I go back and I just look through some of my soap journals and I'm like, man, I was praying for this yeah. years ago. Right, I remember in 2014, um, Diana and I went through like, I mean, transitioning from one church to another is, a, is much more difficult and traumatic than you'd imagine. Um, and we were praying for, I, I mean, I was praying, we were praying for next generation impact still because we were youth pastors. And we all of a sudden from one day to the next, we're not youth pastors anymore. Um, and then we had really authentic community. And from one day to the next, our community is disrupted. Um, and like today we're living in generational impact again and an authentic community, right? And so it's cool to see, to be able to go back and really just track how the Lord answers your prayers. So that's the SOAP method in a really simple form, right? And so if you're asking, Cruz, how, how? Man, do a SOAP on a daily, right? Try to do that on a daily basis. Anything you want to add to that? Um, not everybody enjoys the SOAP method. So if you don't like it, you don't have to feel like, oh gosh, this is the only way. Some people, you know, just you want to memorize it. You want to meditate on it. Um, and then just, okay, what's the word of God say? What is the promise here? How am I going to apply this? Like, you know, when we teach our girls, for God is not giving you the spirit of fear when they're scared at night. You know, there's just little bits and pieces that you want to ingest, digest, meditate on. And if that's where you are in your process, that's okay too. Nice. Anything you want to close out with? I think the, the, one of the most beautiful things about journaling is that um, it, you can see a journey. You know, yep. you were just talking about, like, yeah. your walk with Jesus. Like, I think it's a beautiful way of seeing where you were, places that you had, like, conflict and unanswered questions, and then you get to see the, the other side. I think it's a beautiful way of, of seeing the journey. And I think also it helps you sometimes, like, talk back to your mind or the enemy when he tries to tell you, oh, you're not doing enough. It's like, well, I've been walking with Jesus, you know? So to me, the, 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 most, the most efficient way, or not the most efficient way, but the fruit of a soap or something like that, with journaling should be 
that the character of God begins to show yeah. on your actual yeah. own character. Yeah, I think to just really close a thought, whether you use soap method or not, whether you find other ways to apply and observe, pray, whatever, I think spending time in his word and remembering that this is good word, Amen. right? Whatever time I spend, remember what our definition for good is. It's suitable, it's usable, and it's pleasing. So it's suitable for your life. Whatever time you spend, if man, if, if you can have like a, a Saturday all to yourself, you're like, man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bask, right? I'm just gonna soak. I hear that all the time. And I wanna be like, what is that? I don't know what that means. Okay, good for you. Are you in a tub? I don't know, right? But I just wanna soak in the presence. Okay, cool. If you can do that, not me, I'm a dad, bro. So I'm on the I move. Mean, but, I it's, it's, but you know what? It's a young adult years because when you say that, it reminds me yeah, to when I'm just I jealous, literally okay? I'm, it's did that. I'm jealous. I'm just jealous. I had like three hours in my room doing nothing. And I, yeah, I remember those soak. days. Yeah, no, no, I remember I didn't those have days. That term yeah. back then. Yeah, I'm being obnoxious. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Is what it is. I'm jealous. We're jealous of your schedule. Pray for me. Pray. Pray for. Please pray for me. I'm sure. Yeah, we are jealous. (laughs) I'm the problem. (laughs) No, no, yeah, but but whatever. Me, I'm the problem. Whatever it looks like, remind yourself that this is good word. Me spending time in His word is good. good. It's suitable. It's usable, and man, it pleases the Lord. Amen. Right, and so good word. Good word. Good God, good people. Amen. Amen. Hey, we love you guys. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for listening Thanks for and watching. Tracking. Yeah, we're grateful for you guys. Hey, as we do every time we come together, a couple of things that I just want to pitch to you. If this content is blessing you, we need your help, okay? Number one, here's how you can help. You can turn on notifications. If you're on YouTube, you can turn on bell notifications. If you're on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcast, or even YouTube, subscribing really helps. Um, liking, my goodness, I'll tell you what, like we've seen you start liking our content more and more on YouTube and we're seeing the impact really just spread. And so, man, anytime you can hit that little thumbs up, it really, really helps us get this word out. So if this is blessing you and if you believe in it, do that for us, okay? Turn on the notifications. Give us a rating on Spotify. Give us a, a review on Apple Podcast. Again, that just really helps us get the content out there. We love you guys. Hey, a couple of things that you should be thinking about. Number one, you should be in a circle. Circle will, will absolutely change your life. And we're gathering around the Word, so you're guaranteed to get some time in the Word to meditate with other like-minded young adults. Uh, be at church. We want to see you guys at church on Sundays and Wednesdays. And check our IG for everything that's happening with the culture. That's at This Prime Culture on IG. And uh, we love you guys. We'll see you Peace. on the next one. We're talking good people. Love y'all. Love you.